Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And welcome, folks, to a special edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown focused on the defense with Vance Bedford. We had an assignment, right? The assignment was watch Ohio State. Oh, Vance said that. Oh, I'm game for that. Let's go. Let's go. You mean you want me to go break it down like I was still coordinating? Oh, Sam, I could do that. I could do that for the people, especially after I had a great Thanksgiving, because I know you had a great Thanksgiving. Ain't that right, Vance? We had a wonderful time. We had smoked turkey. We had one in the oven, all kind of pies, different kind of uh, stuff. And, man, it was outstanding. But it's always great when you have family around you. That's a blessing in itself. So, so Vance, what did you cook? Let's let's get that out the way first. I didn't do a lot this year. I'm, I'm, I'm saying my wife wanted to do most of the cooking. I just cooked some greens. I made me some collard greens. You know, I gotta have my greens. Now I grew up on those bad boys, so everybody <laughs> liked them collard greens. And I had a little bit of probably a couple of uh, Chardonnay off in there to give it a little. Instead of putting vinegar, put a little wine in there, a little white wine in there. Woo! Okay. Fred okay. Jackson could tell you about that. I, I turned Fred Jackson on that about 25 years ago. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So you turned Fred Jackson on the on the wine? In yeah, the on the wine and the green. See, his dad was a chef. You know, okay. Fred Jackson's dad was a chef. So we used to argue about that. One time he tried it. So he said, Vance, boy, that, that idea we had about that uh, wine and the green, he said, we had. He didn't say Vance. <laughs> so he took he took over my green uh, recipe. <laughs> okay. But he but you didn't give him the, the bacon grease on the kneecaps. You ain't give him that one? No, nah, man, I, I can't go that route. <laughs> Hey, man, you got to love Freddie J. Got to love Freddie oh, J. All right. That's the man. So listen, folks, we got a special session in store for you. Really been looking forward to this because uh, we just got done with Al breaking down the Michigan offense versus the Ohio State defense. But most, a lot of the questions, half the questions were about the Michigan defense against the Ohio State offense, right? People want to know about that offense and how do you, how you defend Marvin Harrison Jr. and and what about Trevion Henderson in the mix? And we'll get into all of that. We'll also get into your questions. First things first, want to let you know that the 75% off deal with 24-7 Sports, the Black Friday deal that came early. All right, today's Black Friday, folks. So it started early, but it ends on time. It is 75% off in annual subscription. That is seven cents per day for information that you can trust, that you can rely upon. Expertise and analysis like this that you get, right? Only on 24-7 Sports, only on the Michigan Insider. So if you haven't taken advantage of that deal, be sure to take advantage of it now. I will make sure to put the link in the description and in the comment section and in the chat as we get going. And uh, and then we'll go from there, folks. So take advantage of it while you can. Uh, Vance, you went back and you watched, what, a handful of Ohio State games. Yeah. Uh, as you looked at that Ohio State defense, let's just start off first with, what you noted as the strengths of that of that Ohio State offense, I should say. What you noted as the strengths of that Ohio State offense as you went back and watched them play. When Trayvon Henderson is in the game and healthy, they're a different offense. Uh, Ryan Day is more willing to run the football. He is a big play hitter. 
Uh, I was just watching it again this morning and against Rutgers. He had a big run and a big pass check down to him that went for, I think, 45 and 50 yards. It really changed the game. Against Notre Dame, they came out in the second half. I think it was the first play of the third quarter. It was just a duel. He bounced it outside. He went 60 yards for a touchdown. So he's been a difference for them. Also, they have a tendency to run gap scheme plays, counters and powers more with him in there. So he makes a huge difference for the offense because now if you got to worry about stopping the run, which in the past you didn't have to worry about that, it's tougher now to say we're going to sit back and play zone and roll up on number 18, Marvin Harrison. you got to really be focused on stopping Trayvon Henderson right now in this ballgame. So – Yes, focus on on stopping Marvin Harrison. That is without question a strength on this on this team. We'll get into how you would do that, but break him down as a receiver. I mean, you're a, you're an ODB. What did you what did you notice about him? What makes him so hard to to contend with? Great route runner, number one. Uh, he can adjust to the ball. He in the red zone. It's a check with me. If, if they look up there and see just one guy out there, they're gonna have a run on. Let's check with me. He's going to beat you because he can jump. He has great body control, uh, great short area quickness. I don't know how fast he is, but he's always open. And so that makes him a dangerous guy. You need to be aware of where he is. Last year, you kind of knew where he was going to line up most of the time. This year, they are moving him around quite a bit. So you got to figure out where he is and why he is aligning in a different spot. If you can figure it out during the course of the game, you have a chance of throwing him down. And the teams that have walked up on him and tried to press him, they've had more success as far as back off playing zone because it disrupts the timing of the route for the quarterback to the receiver. So as you looked at teams that had success covering him, I think Notre Dame, at least to me, watching Benjamin Morrison cover him, uh, I thought he was the most successful guy. Now, they didn't just leave him on the island the whole game. Uh, They gave him help, some help at times, but I thought his willingness to get up in his face uh, and and press him and and try to turn around with, but to be physical with him, I thought that was one of the real factors in him kind of holding his own in that matchup. Was that accurate to say in your eyes? That's that's good, but Notre Daniel did a good job. They walked up on him. Rutgers did a good job. I mean, eventually, when you've got a great receiver like his, he's going to make some plays. That's that's to be honest. But they were able to slow him down. And you go back to the Penn State game. Penn State, I think it's in the second quarter, they blitz, cause fumble, scoop and score, but they're in zero coverage and the DB held. And so it came back. That that could have turned that game around. You look at Notre Dame, it's uh two two-minute situations. Right before the half, Notre Dame in the two, I mean, Ohio State's getting a two-minute offense, goes down, kick a field goal. At the end of the game, in a two-minute situation, they go down, score a touchdown. That's 10 points. So in the Notre Dame game, it came down to two two-minute drills that cost Notre Dame the game. They played great defense. And Maryland, not Maryland, but Rutgers, for instance, they played physical, aggressive, and was the big plays by Trayvon Henderson. One in the run game, and another one on a check down and went down, I think, to the, to the two- or three-yard line. He was a difference in that game. So, again, they have been different guys step up right now to do things for them. But overall, you're right. Marvin Harrison got to know where he is. And you got to make sure that you fit the run soundly and Trayvon Henderson in there. He wants to bounce it outside now. They run a duo, Sam, and he bounces outside. And he goes 50, 40, 50 to 60 yards all the time. 
So we got to make sure for our linebackers to be in their gaps, whether they're spilling or turning it back to each other, but know what your, your run fits are to make sure we can stop the run this week. So uh, what about the quarterback? Kyle McCord, uh, you know, they, they're coming off a run of quarterbacks that is, uh, I mean, it's one for the record books, right? I mean, you, you, you go from you C.J. Stroud, Justin Fields before that, Dwayne Haskins before that. I mean, they've had dudes. So what about Kyle McCord and what kind of challenge does he present uh, this Michigan defense? Well, those other quarterbacks you just mentioned, their first-round picks, and they play to their strengths. Okay, for this guy here, he has started off the season as a game manager. So the routes you see now are a little bit different. They throw more high-low routes so he can go to a check down real fast. They throw more routes over the middle. So we're going to talk about that later. You see a lot of digs and that square in routes. They're working between the hashes, working the linebackers, and those are the throws that he's, he's pretty decent at. So they've adjusted their passing game to fit his skill set. And we looked, talked about last week where we saw RPO. Well, theirs is more play-action pass. He's not running the football. It's more of the look of RPO, but it's more play-action pass, and they're throwing things off of that. So they're doing things to fit his skill set, let them manage the game. They're saying, we're not going to put you in a situation where you have to go out and win the game. We're going to let you throw check downs. We're going to call screens and different things. We're going to get you on the corner with some bootlegs to give you a chance to have success. So the game plan for him is a lot different than C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's flip it around. You told me what, what you feel are strengths for the Ohio State offense. Tell me where you think they have some vulnerability, where you think they can be had, they can be gotten. Where did you see it? I think the offensive line, as we talked about the other day, I think they are big, but they're not athletic. If they can get their hands on you, they're in good shape. But uh, they have a tendency – they were better this past game as far as not telegraphing if it's run or pass, but they can't help themselves if they get tired. I mean, to me, that's what a weakness is. We have to be able to get off of blocks in the run game and fit our gaps, and then we have to be able to pass rush. And I'm, I'm hoping that Mike Elston and the D-line coach will do a tremendous job in saying, hey, look at their stances. Are they heavy? A lot of pressure on their hands. Are they sitting high? What are they doing? So now you know if it's run or pass. And the only time you really can't tell in pistol, it could be play action pass or run. Otherwise, not a lot of times you can tell if it's run or pass by the stances of two of the offensive linemen. Hey, look at this. Look at this comment from this Buckeye. It is a Buckeye. Hey, Buckeye showing some love. Even if they hate me in the comments, they still show up. But this Buckeye is giving us some love in the comments. <laughs> I'm here because this is the highest quality content on this oh game on the internet. I'm like, oh. That, that's, hey, that's crazy. Hey, gentle comedian, you about to get excommunicated from the family, right? You know that, right? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my saying, goodness. I mean, your own risk, your own risk. He is around a lot, though. Even if we are talking about Ohio State, he's around a lot. But but Vance, offensive line. When you can get in this quarterback's face, when you're playing on their side of the line of scrimmage, it just that's any team, not just this team, but that's any team is gonna have their trouble. But they, you know, it, it wasn't like that Rutgers game, they were winning that one going away. Rutgers was on them. That was a game. Did they have a lead at halftime? That was a game at halftime. Sam, it was big plays. It was big 
Trayvon Henderson had two big plays to break the game open. That's the difference in the game. I mean, this is Nick and Tuck. I mean, they score, score a touchdown. That Rutgers come right back and score. So at the end of the day, it's like Trayvon Henderson had two big plays to take him down inside the five-yard line. That's the difference in the ball game with him. I mean, they did a good job on Marvin Harrison. They got down to the red zone. I knew it was a run play, but it was a check with me. I mean, y'all watching offensive line fire off. He was out there by himself. He dropped one, and the next time they get down there, he makes a great catch. He high points the ball. He's so athletic, so it's a check with me. But Trayvon Henderson was a different in that ball game. Trayvon Henderson was a different in the Notre Dame ball game. He had a couple of big runs in that particular ball game also. So he's been big for them. So if we can find ways again to fit the run properly, we hadn't had very many pro- uh, issues with that this year. Last year we had a lot, a lot of problems. This year we had, I think, last ball game we had one situation where the backer he went to turn the ball back, and the linebacker I t- he went to spill the football, and the linebacker stayed back, and the ball hit the crease for about a fifteen-yard gain. And I think that might be the only situation I've seen this year where we didn't fit it properly. So it's very important again if we fit the run properly, we're going to be fine in the run game. But what they're doing, Sam, they are making sure the passing game. It's quick five. The ball's out. Mm-hmm. Now, third down is a whole – they've had issues on third down protecting the quarterback. They really have. I mean, I, I, they one of the – on third down, one of the least – I look in the Big Ten, they probably in the bottom half in the protection on third down. They've had their issues. So that's why they're trying to stay in third down and three to five by running the ball or throwing quick pass games on first and second down. All right. So you told me what they do well. You told me where they're vulnerable. Let's look at the Michigan defense. We're going to get into your diagrams after this, and then we'll get to okay. questions after that. All right, but what do you see Michigan do over the course of the season that Michigan has done defensively that you think would be effective against Ohio State, that you think Ohio State would have problems dealing with uh, based on what you see Michigan do? Movement. Movement. Because they're big, and the type of run plays they run is movement. Running your, your nickel sound blitz or your nickel uh, a lightning blitz again is moving, it's taking gaps away because when they, they run it, they actually run a stretch, and you can tell how flat they're going. And if they can jump set you and cut you off, you got a problem. When you start moving that way, it takes that away because now you, you send the ball back to the linebacker. If they stay at home, you can destroy that play. Their biggest issue is blocking movement. If you sit stationary because they are big, they hold quite often. They can get a crease with uh, Trayvon Henderson. So I like that type of situation there. If you just sit there and say, we right here, and if we don't see run or pass, keep by their stances, sometimes it's tough to get off a box because they're a bit. Yeah, all right. So, uh, folks, start getting your questions in the chat. So I'll put the prompt in now. So if you have questions for Vance, start putting them in after I put it in the, put this prompt in the in the chat. And I will start getting questions from that point. I have uh, grabbed a few already, uh, okay. but this will be my my marker, and then we'll go ahead and get into Vance's diagram. So if you have questions for Vance, go ahead and get them in now, and uh, and then we'll come back to them at the end or in the latter session of the show. All right? All right, so here we go. And now. Now it is in there for you, the guy, you guys to start putting your questions in. So, Vance, I'm going to bring these diagrams up and – and do you want them in the order in which you sent them to me? Whatever one you, you put up there, we'll talk about it. All right. That's what we'll do. 
right now as we will go one by one with diagrams from Mr. Vance Bedford. Let's put this first one up on the screen for the people to see. And then you can tell us what it's all about, Vance. All right, so let me go ahead and share this screen right now. And I'm just hoping that as we talk through this and the fans see it, we're going to talk about splits, okay? So here we go right here in this situation right here. See number 18? I got number 18. There's something wrong with that pitch. It's cut splits everywhere. You see Z to the field is inside the hash. 18 is in the slot to the boundary. He goes in short motion and bubbles for a screen. But again, 18's in the wrong spot. Z has a cut split. This kind of shows up in the full game to look at. It's not just one play, one time. This is several times. So, again, I'm going to talk about the cut splits. 18's in the wrong spot. He's in short motion. He bubbles. So now you can see the tight end motions out. Now, why is a tight end, Sam, outside the Z receiver? Mm. He's not supposed to be there. So, again, bells and whistle goes off. Something strange. This, this could possibly be a double pass. He's out there to block to hear the screen, a double pass. Don't be surprised we see some kind of gadget play, which they have done in about two or three games this year, off of this. So, be aware of that. But, again, we got a cut split. Z motion's outside. 18 in the wrong spot. So, so let's, do this. let's do this. Let's go through it right now. Cut splits. What am I? What's my alert? What am I alert? What are you telling me to look for? First thing I'm going to say, why is Z to the field inside the hash mark? He has no business being in there, Sam. He's up there for one reason. He, he, he's number one, and he's in block mode, or you got to anticipate somebody's motion. That's number one. If he's in there, he's there for a reason. What is it? Why is 18 into the boundary in the slot with a receiver outside of him? So there's a good chance, you know what he's going to do, Sam? He's going to motion. Because normally if he's into the boundary, he's the guy on the line of scrimmage. He's rarely off the line of scrimmage when he's into the boundary. So, again, for the secondary and linebackers, that should be a big awareness for them. Like, hey, everybody's in the wrong spot. We got something going on. The ball somehow's going to him because he shouldn't be there, number one. Z, had, if he's inside the hash to the field, he's in block mode. So we got to get ready for all those kind of things going on. So that's yeah. bells and whistles right there. Yeah, see, see, they, they, we can't show their footage. We damn sure can't show all twenty-two. But Van said, "I, I, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I draw it. I, I show you like this how I want them to see it." All right. So here's the next one, Van. Okay. Is this the same one? That's the same one we just looked at. All right. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Here we go. Right now. So again, as we look at the screen, the wide field is to the left. See, 18 is an X receiver. Guess what he is, Sam? He on the ball. He got a cut split. Look at the tight end. He got a cut split. I got the back actually in, in front of the quarterback. But guess who else has a cut split, Sam? The S. He is two yards inside the hash. He's to the field. Why do we have cut splits everywhere? We have cut splits everywhere. Why? Because we're going to get shallow crossing routes. And my man, number 18, Marvin, He's going to run a route about 12 yards deep. So this is the middle flood. This is worth the linebacker. We saw this last week when, uh, when my man uh, Mike got hurt. Remember that? We talked about Mike that. There, yeah. Mike went out. This is a similar route as that. This also the same route that TCU ran on us. And you can see the Z to the field. He's running a squaring route. So, again, they are working the linebackers. If you're in zone, they're working the linebackers. Now, 
If you see the release of the receivers, look at X. That's 18. That's 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 Marvin Harris. He is stemming inside. He's telling you right now by his stem, he's gonna run an inside route. Okay. Now when he runs a corner route, Sam, his stem is harder. He's vertical than to a corner route. So I'm big on releasing. Anybody ever played for me or talked to me about football? I'm looking for any indicator I had. This is just a hard stem. He's working a technique of the defensive back, sticks his foot in the ground, breaks inside. So if you run in zone, they're working on linebackers right now. They're working linebackers. But again, I'll go back to this, Sam. The S to the field. He's inside the hash. The Marvin Harrison and Y to the boundary. They two yards. He's two yards inside the numbers. Okay. Now the back is wide and in front of the quarterback. He's running a wheel route just in case if you got a zone blitz on, they working them, they working a the defensive end if he's dropping properly. For example, you had Nickel Sam on, that's gonna be the defensive end to the boundary. Gotta take that back. And we do quite a bit of that now. So this is a way for them to attack that linebacker slash defensive end if you got a zone blitz on. Okay. But again, splits, cut splits everywhere on the football field. All right, so this should be an indicator, or at least this should have you alert to certain things if you were yes. a defender for Michigan. I got you. All right, let's go on to the next diagram. Oh, my goodness. Now, this is this is the counter. They've run this more and more. The first thing I'll talk about, okay, the back is deeper. He's deeper to take that counter step to give the lineman a chance to pull, okay? You see I got a depth of the back, okay? This is FSL. They're going counterback to the field. So, so, so for folks who are just joining us for the first time, because you talk about FSL, so people who come all the time know what that is. But for people who don't, what's FSL? This formation to the boundary. They got more receivers to the boundary than they do to the field. Okay. My next thing is this, is a tight end. The tight end is going to be tight. Now, based on who's in the game, I think it's number eight. Anytime number eight is in position, but he has to block, what he does, he reaches out and touches the hip of the tackle. He's getting as tight as he can to cut you off. And see, so they're running more counter and power this year than last year. And, again, I think it goes back to the quarterback. It's not C.J. Stroud. It's not Justin Fields. So they're relying more on the run game to get them to second and five. And they've had good success with the counter. But, again, it's the depth of the tight end is alerting to you right now what can possibly happen? Here you go right now with the counter. He's getting tight so he can cut off the defensive end. Because anytime we're in over defense, our defensive ends, they line up in a nine technique. So in other words, he's outside the tight end. So that tight end, what he's going to do is try not to block him. And he's going to make it real easy for him in that situation. Okay. All right, Vance. We're going to bring this all together for you people at the end. We got a couple more diagrams to get through. All right. Here we go right now. This, this is a big, this is a high-low route. Again, tailback is close to the quarterback. I mean, he is close to the quarterback. That means he can't run the football. The guy on the guy is going to be there is the linebacker. That's the indicator for the linebacker is a possible pass. Now, 18 is a guy to the boundary. Now, you saw when I had him a squaring route, how I had him releasing Sam. Mm -hmm. Now, you see this hard release? Then I sent him vertical, corner route. See the different stems from that and the dig route? Mm -hmm. Two different releases. He telegraphs where he's going. I'm big as a DB coach. I'm big on releases. Anytime a guy stems, he's not going vertical. He's going to break somewhere 12 to 15 yards. So if I'm a cornerback, I got to understand it. Stem release means it's not a vertical threat. It's a route somewhere 
12 to 15 yards, I got to get ready to break on. Now, you see the S to the field? He is sliding inside the hat. They're doing a lot of, I call them dig routes. Some people call them squaring routes. Again, they work on a linebacker. And the tailback, he's a check and release guy because he's tight to the quarterback. He steps up, the backer doesn't come, bam, he flares. So if the backers get too wide to the field, they're going to throw it to the dig, to S, to the boundary. But for the most part, Sam, you see the run to the boundary? I call this smash route. Mm-hmm. There's a guy in the flat five yards deep and a guy corner route. They do smash. They do reverse smash. Same concept, but the same thing. So the quarterback feels pressure. You know where the ball goes right now? To the five-yard hitch route. If he got time, he's throwing the corner route first. But again, they didn't do this last year. The ball was looking to go deeper last year. They're getting the ball this year. They're saying, hey, don't take sacks. Don't turn the ball over. If you feel pressure, you know you got to check down right there. And that's the philosophy things that they're doing right now to make a difference in how they playing this year compared to, compared to last season. And you see I got stance to the O-line. They got two guys right now. They're going to tell you if it's run or pass. The only time I really couldn't tell when they got in pistol. I mean, in other words, the tailback is the record behind quarterback. See the run or pass. Now, Sam, check this out. So I went back and looked at the game. I was looking at it yesterday before everybody came over. Got up this morning after I came back from uh, – my wife and I, we go downtown on Friday mornings to feed the homeless. And so I came back. So let me go back and look at some film again. So the quarterback gets on the center. I don't have the diagram not up there. The quarterback gets on the center. It's a gadget formation, Sam. You got to say, why is this cat on the center? You with me? Uh-huh. It's either a naked or if they got a receiver close by, it's a, it's a wide receiver sweep. He opens up and gives it to the guy coming in short motion. So it's, they got two plays. It's either naked or boot, or it's a sweep by a receiver. So anytime the quarterback gets under center and it's not fourth down and inches, Sam, got to be bells and whistles, baby. Mm-hmm. They got something up. It is a perimeter play. It's either a sweep or it's going to be a boot. So if I'm a defensive end to the field, Guess what? I'm thinking it's something to come my way. So, again, indicators again, Sam, by alignments. So, you said they tell you run or pass the line. So, are there particular guys to look at on the offensive line? 70, Sam. Number 70, he telegraphs it. He's gotten better as the season went on, but when he gets tired, he just shows it. And sometimes 71 does it too. 71 does a better job of hiding it, but when it's just a, a, a deep pass set, they both showing it right now. And anytime they all get their hand in the dirt, you're getting run or you're getting flashed and pass. All right, we got another one. Whoo, now they like to shift the motion a lot. So now this is a different way of running counter. It's counter OF. I want everybody to look at the tight end, the Y. He gets a little bit deeper. When he's got to cut somebody off, He's going to reach out and touch the hip of that tackle because he's stepping and blocking that gap. He's deeper now. And the only guy that's going to see that is a defensive man. And he ought to be yelling right now, hey, he's deep, he's deep. Whatever call you had, we should have a call. So why up, why up, hey, he's deep, he's coming back across. So, again, this is another indicator of what's going on. Now, this team, they shift in motion 50% of the time. They don't just line up in bunch. They be out wide and they shift back in. They trade the back quite a bit. And you can see my little note again. 
the depth of the back and the depth of the tight end. On just the counter, on on uh, on the guard tackle, the back was deeper. On OY, offensive guard and the wide, the tight end, the back is deeper. Indicator sound. There's a lot of things telling you what's going on. I know I'm, I'm giving you a lot of information, but when you're getting there with your with your defensive players, if I'm a defensive man, he's looking for the depth of the tight end and the offensive tackle. Period. Other information doesn't affect him at all. If I'm a linebacker, when I'm looking at the depth of the back, how tight he is to the quarterback. So every, everybody has certain indicators that they are looking at to see if it's run or pass, those type of things. So all the guys not taking all the information with them. By position, you learn certain things. For the secondary, I'm talking about splits. I also want to be able to see if the back is wide, whether he's going to fly out or he's in, in the protection. But now for, if I'm a safety, and they got a cut split, hey, watch crack, watch reverse. Hey, we're going to get double dig route. All those type of things. So every position has different things they're looking for, information gathering to let the rest of the guys know what's going to happen to them. Yeah, the most valuable things, the easiest to take away things for the lay person is when you talked about, I think I just froze up there a little bit. But when yeah, you, you talk, yeah, when you talked about how, the uh the run pass tail yes I think that's that's a huge huge key in this games to be able to watch for that and to be able to watch the alignment of the back though those are are really telltale things that i gotta believe that they're seeing on film themselves no they have to but when you're a good football team sam sometimes you just don't care we're better than most people Ohio State, for the most part they've been better than most people so they, every team has indicators. Michigan has the same indicators. I'm breaking down Michigan. I'm seeing some of the same things. Don't get me wrong. So well, if you're good at something, you don't start changing things up. If you're good at it, you go execute it and see can they execute enough to, to beat you. And, and that's how good football teams are. When I was at Michigan in, in, in 97, we are a good football team. We're going to do what we did. We're going to run the football. And off of that, we had the naked. But for linebacks and secondary, they knew one thing. They had to stop the run. They couldn't stop the run. They're going to throw the ball over their head. I mean, so it's based off of if you believe in what you're doing, you just keep doing what you're doing. Our biggest thing is when they shift in motion, are we aware of it? They do motion to empty just like Maryland did to us, okay? And, again, you get a lot of routes, five yards. Ball's out quick. I'm not going to off this line, get in position to get, get me behind the sticks. So we're going to probably see anywhere from five to seven snaps of empty in this ball game just trying to see if we're in zone or man. Because I think Notre Dame, they shifted to empty. Trayvon Henderson went out wide. A linebacker went out with him. They threw the ball right over the top of Trayvon Henderson for a big play. So he was a difference in the Notre Dame game. Also a difference in the Rutgers game. Gotcha. So what I'm going to do so I can go ahead and kind of restart my camera is I'm going to go ahead and get a question in and then Vance. Uh, while you're answering it, I can restart my camera. So Sounds like a play. Uh, here is the thing from Haji, 1954. Hello again, Sam and Coach Vance. I know one thing for sure, we aren't going to emulate Penn State or any other defense. It's going to be a great Michigan victory Saturday afternoon. Did you see anything from how Penn State defended Ohio State that you think Michigan can incorporate and in how they defend them coming up? I, I don't, Sam. I, I don't think it's close. They are a man team. They are a pressure team. We do some man, but we, we more of a zone team. 
we're zone, we're zone blitz team. On third down alone, we see some man, we mix man in it. If you go back to the Rutgers game, Maryland, Illinois, we play, play more man-to-man in those games and other games, we play off-man. You know, last week, I think I talked about it. I, the technique we did in press, but we stab and open up. We can't do that. We got to stay square, get both hands on these guys, or at least stay in front of them. We just stab and open up. We asking for to give up a touchdown. So Penn State is in your face, defensively in your face with your corners. Uh, Rutgers tries to do the same thing. Notre Dame at times walked up and pressed the receivers, and that, that gave them problems. That's not what we really do, but we do some of it to mix it up. But for the most part, we just got to do what we do to keep it going. And since Sam not back, as you can see, all, all my Michigan stuff back there, I love it. You know, that's my 95 and 97 group of defensive backs had a good time. But for the fans, whether you're watching it on television, sitting in the stands, as you watching this game, look and see where 18 is located and be aware of splits. If you're watching those things, you're going to have an idea what's about to happen before it happens. If you get down in the red zone and you see a corner out there by himself on number 18, it's a good chance that it's going to say, check with me, throw the ball. It could be a run on. It's going to be catch the ball and throw it to 18, let him jump, let him adjust, that type of thing. And lastly on that, look how to tighten the lines and where he aligns. If you see those things, those indicators, you're going to be in the stands, you're going to be or at home watching television, you're going to be calling a play. How come they ain't going to stop that play? We talked about that the other day. You're going to see it just as I see. I'm just letting you know early. All right. You see, hey, Sam, I got my camouflage sweater on for him. I'm ready, baby. I'm ready to go to battle. I'm camouflaged. Sam, look at that, Sam. Woo! You can't see me. I'm invisible. <laughs> yeah, he said, hey, you should still be coaching, man. Oh, man, no, they, no, no, no. They, no. the, they can't pay you enough to come out of, out of retirement. They can't pay me enough to come out of co- Hey, Sam, I'm, hey, I'm coaching right where I am right now. I'm in my basement with the fireplace on. So, like I said, my wife and I, we go downtown on Fridays to, to help feed the homeless. So now we're just bagging breakfast. I left the house this morning. It was 18 degrees. Right now, it's still 18 degrees. I'm saying something wrong. Somebody lying to me. So I talked to my little computer upstairs. I said, well, uh, what's the temperature? 18 degrees. I said, you told me that at 6 o'clock this morning. It's 1030 right now. I mean, something not right. So I don't shovel snow already. Maggie and I have been out shoveling snow. So it's all good, man. But all I'm right. ready to go about it. Camouflaged up, baby. All right. So, folks, we're going to get into your questions for Vans coming up here before we do. I've been telling you about the app that will allow you not only to read everything we do on 24-7 Sports over at MichiganInsider.com, 75% off, by the way, on Black Friday, so take advantage of it while you can. But not just that, but what we do on the YouTube page, what we do on our podcast page. Yes, all of those pages are nice individually. You can navigate the MichiganInsider.com very well. It shows up great on mobile, on your phones, uh, the message board, all of that. Same thing with YouTube. I mean, they've optimized it for your phone. It's great, you know, and you get us set it up. You subscribe to the channel. Every time we do a new video, you'll get an alert. But what if I told you you can get all of those things in one place? And not just all of our content, but content from other great Michigan content providers like MGO Blog or the Professor and the Pundit, right? You want it all in one place? Tom Brady came up with a solution. It is called Autograph. It is an app that is available right now for Apple users. They tell me pretty soon. Droid users will have it too, but right now, your iOS folks, you're in luck because you can get this app 
it aggregates all of your favorite Michigan fan consumptions, right? And then as you consume these things, as you read the content from the MichiganInsider.com or watch the channel, watch the, the breakdown like I'm doing with Vance right now, or listen to a podcast, you are accruing points. They are giving you points for doing the things you already do. And then as you accrue these points, you build them up. Now you can redeem those points for rewards. It is a great concept. You shouldn't be surprised that Tom Brady came up with something like that, right? Where he rewards you for being a fan. And, of course, he's going to start that off with Michigan, right? Going to start it off with, why would you start that with some other fan base? Going to start it off with the fan base he loves the most. And that is you University of Michigan fan. So, Tom, uh, he has some, a lot of folks who have used it already. Uh, love it. For those who haven't, what are you waiting for? Here's a message from Tom Brady himself telling you about the Autograph app. Blue Nation, it's Tom Brady. I co-founded Autograph with one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. That's why I'm excited to announce the release of a new app that recognizes the biggest Michigan fans. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to the best Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines, all for doing the things you already do, like listening to this podcast. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Rewarding Fans and download today. All right, folks, there is the QR code. Very, very simple. Take your phone out, scan it. All right, you scan that QR code, it'll take you right there. The code is Sam Webb. I said this in the last episode with Al. Buckeyes, it, you spell it just like it sounds. You know, Sam's not that hard. It's not two M's, not two S's, right? Webb only has two B's. No space in between on this time. In real life, it's a space between Sam and Webb, okay? In real life. But, you know, for the code, you don't need to put a space in there. Just Sam Webb, all one word. Even though, okay? So I'm trying to make it easy for you Buckeyes to follow along. You can get the app, too. <laughs> Advance, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, man. Hey, they, just... they can't help themselves. <laughs> they just can't help themselves. I mean, that's what they call bug ducks. I mean, I just can't help. You can't help yourself. Bro. Yeah, man. So you can, folks, you can get the app right now. Start getting the, the rewards for doing the things that you already do. Getting the points for doing the things you already do. Uh, and make sure, again, you got to enter the code. It is an invitation-only thing, so it's not like you can just go there and download the app. You have to enter the code in order to be able to use it. The code is Sam Webb. Sam Webb, no space. For those who are listening to this, you know some are listening on a podcast, right? It is link.ag.fan slash Sam Webb. It is link.ag.fan slash Sam Webb. And again, the code is Sam Webb, all one word, and you can get the app and you can start getting rewarded for doing what you do already, like listening to this. Start getting the points for that, right? Might as well be rewarded. Great concept from Tom Brady. Go ahead and get the autograph app. With that, Vance, let's start getting into the questions, my friend. Sam, I got one thing right quick. I, I was looking for this. I couldn't find it. I just found it. It's from uh, Pro Football. It said that uh, Michigan has a chance to win getting pressure on Kyle McCord. Ohio State has given up 18 sacks this season, and the Wolverines' edge rushers are really starting to come on. Michigan has 27 sacks on the year, and the Buckeyes line has given up a decent amount of pressure. Right tackle, that's number seven, and Josh has allowed five sacks and 11 pressures, according to pro football. 
Left tackle Josh Sim- Simmons has allowed 11 pressures, and the center, Carson, has allowed a team-high 16 pressures. Like I said, the offensive line is the key to our success. Okay. And they are coming on. I mean, Big Kenneth Grant, Mason Graham. I-, I wonder if it's the club. Did Mason have the club off? I wonder if Mason has the club off. Because, man, you know, we, we've talked a lot about Kenneth Grant lately, and he's a beast. We haven't talked as much about Mason, and I just got a feeling we're going to be talking about Mason Graham after this game, Vance. I, I just had a sneaking suspicion that he's about to have a really good game. So we'll see, because just what you said, man, lining up over that center, he's a problem. He is. Problem. Anybody with from that center is going to be a problem for that guy. He's had issues the entire year, so you know what? We just It's like having a flu. We should get this guy a flu. He should lead his team crying sick. No running ears stopped up. The whole bag of tricks, baby. Tylenol, hey, won't even help. He needs night cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and get started for some of the questions. Uh, let's move into, all right, Michael Dunn on Facebook wants to know, Vance, how do we contain Trevion Henderson? Get off the block. As long as our linebackers fit properly, secondary fit properly, we don't have a problem. The times he has broken loose, the linebackers of the secondary were in the wrong gaps. He bounced it outside for big plays. Most of his big plays have not come inside out. He starts inside and bounces outside. So the term I use before, slow to your note, that means take care of your responsibility first. And then once you do that, then you can fall back and make a play later. So just do stay in our gaps. We'll be just fine. Uh, Steve Horn uh, was talking about your diagram. Lewis, first of all, I was talking about he's like, Coach got diagrams and that camo sweater on. He's bringing the fire today. <laughs> Maybe I'm camouflaged. Uh, I'm ready to go to battle. Somebody just send me a hat. I'm good to go. <laughs> all right. So Steve picked up on that. He said, Cut splits also tip the route as well, Vance. Did you see it tipping routes? Yes, it does. It's an indicator for either uh, certain routes you're going to get or they're in position to block. So that's why, again, we go back to, to the video from on Wednesday, Wednesday and we had a zone drop and the defensive end never looked outside. You need to be looking outside in this ball game. If he just drops and watches the quarterback, we're in trouble. There are a lot of balls thrown between the hash marks. It's different than last year. You know, last year I was concerned about them doing that. They didn't do any of it. This year, the four games I looked at, Sam, there are a lot of balls being thrown between the hats. They work in the middle of the field because those are better throws for this quarterback. Okay, let's go back to it. Uh, let's see. So the offensive questions, that folks, uh, we did the session with, uh, with Al. Suggest if you missed that one, go back and watch that one because a lot of the questions that you're asking there uh, about like you know putting donovan and blake on the field together we went in, went over all of that all right so vance uh inku if i hope i said your name right uh apologize if i didn't vance any chance michigan takes the approach of single covering egbuka with johnson and doubling harrison jr with, with uh cornerback two which is josh wallace and a safety is that how, how would you handle that well we hadn't matched up uh since with jesse's been there when I was at Michigan, we didn't match up either. I mean, we felt like we did enough things to throw quarterbacks off balance. And again, I had big corners. You know, I had Charles Woodson, Andre Weathers, uh, William Peterson. You know, they all over six feet tall. So I was never concerned about that. We were always aware of what those guys were, but we had to stop the run. So right now, you might lean to, to Marvin's side, 
But the other receivers are pretty doggone good, so you got to be real careful about that. And for the most part, the four games I looked at, the teams did a good job on Marvin. He made some great catches, don't get me wrong, but they really slowed him down. And he's going to take a – they're going to take some shots with him. We just got to make plays. And I'm going to go back to this again, Sam. We woke up impressed. I'm asking, do not stab and open up like we did last week. That's asking for trouble. Get up there, get square, get your hands on them, get them back inside, and we're going to be okay. All right, let's go back to the questions. Vance, uh, last week, and this is a great question from uh, from Nala, who's asking a lot of great questions. Nala wanted to know, uh, man, I lost it that quick. But I, rem- I, I remember what the gist of the question. Did you notice the linebackers being impacted by the loss of their linebacker coach in the game? Could you see evidence of, of any kind of impact at all? You know what, it, it might have affected them somewhat because here's a guy who's been with them the whole year, you know, going back to spring ball, summertime, and emotionally, it could have affected them some. You know, but as the game went on, I mean, the issue we ran into was when, when Mike got hurt. I mean, so that continuity that we've had in key situations wasn't there. And again, on certain plays, we had cut splits, indicators saying something is about to happen. And no one talked. We go back to it was Penn State. They had the water bucket play for the two-point play. And you pointed it out. Guess who was talking to everybody through who to cover whom? Mike was. So he's the communicator out there, apparently, from what we've been seeing on off the television and video screen. So when he left, that went out. So we get in this game uh, tomorrow. And they start getting cut splits. And no one's communicating. We're going to see some problems out there. So hopefully that's being communicated by the secondary. We have two DB coaches. Get it cleaned up. We got to cut split or watch the cross or watch the crack. So that's telling the backside in. That's taking a backside linebacker. It's a possibility the guy on my side is heading your way. Get ready to go uh, make some plays. All right. Let's go ahead and get to the next question for Vance. As I pull him up here. All right. This one from Chris Wilkins. Vance, do you see a scenario where they spy Henderson instead of McCord since he's less of a threat? I've seen it in a high school game in Ohio, and it was amazing. No, no, we're not going to spy Henderson. We play man-to-man. It's like, that's my cat. That's your cat. Mm-hmm. We're in zone football. They throw check down. you got to re- react back to it and tackle. We're going to call the defense as we've been calling it the entire year. We're not going to change things. We might have one or two different things he might have held back to attack them with. But, Sam, look, look at the different schemes we run throughout the year. How do you prepare for all of them? You really can't. On third down, in low defense, they've run four different looks. So how do, you, how do you prepare for that? They get it in the even. They've ran four different looks. And those two fronts, that's eight different defenses, Sam. You can't prepare for it all. And now they've run a nickel Sam where they angle the whole front. But they run knuckle sand with a backside. They got a stunt on. They done it all. So uh, again, you can't prepare for all of it. As an offensive line, you got to prepare for certain concepts. But just do what we've been doing. We've been doing it quite well. We do those type of things. We're gonna be okay. All right. On to the next one for Vans, folks. Get your questions in the chat. I'll get as many of them as I can. Blank name wants to know which safety would you want over the top helping. An- uh, the cornerback against Harrison Jr. Page has more length, but I think more is quicker. Do you make a 
distinction who you have over top man? I don't. I don't because right now the guy's already playing certain positions. And by alignment, that tells you who's going to be over the top, who's not going to be over the top. When I was in the NFL, I had a guy named Mike Brown from Nebraska. I got to a point where mother safety wasn't a great over-the-top guy. So Mike Brown was always that guy because I knew he was going to be where he's supposed to be. But for our two safeties right now, based on coverage, I don't think they have an issue. I think pretty much they both can do the same thing. Both of them find the ball you know, pretty well. Absolutely. All right, let's get back to it. With questions for Vance, get them in the chat if you have them. All right. Uh, got another one. Vance, this is from Lamar Sanders. O Ohio State lit up Penn State when they went to man. What do we do differently when we mix in man concepts? I, I don't think they lit them up. I mean, I, I just go back to that second quarter. If it wasn't for the PI on a touchdown, Penn State might have beaten Ohio State. They hit some plays, don't get me wrong. But for three quarters, it's all again, they did what they did. And they ran some zero coverage. We're not a zero coverage team. So when you do that, you ask them for trouble. Everybody's one on one. So you can throw it to anybody. We're gonna have a guy in the post for the most part that should eliminate, you know, those they should have explosive plays, you know, 10 to 20 yards, but those 40 yard plays, it shouldn't happen if our guy could get the guy on the ground. So we're not we're not Penn State. Penn State is a zero, man-free. We're going to blitz you every down. That's not who we are. So I'm not concerned about that. We're not going to play that way. All right. Uh, get back to the questions. A lot of them coming through, Vance. They're coming fast and furious today. They want to hear your take on this game. So how would you – we can sort of talk about different methods of defending Marvin Sam. Kwame Tuasami, uh, uh, thanks for coming in, Kwame. He says, I would not single cover Marvin Harrison. He is the real deal and will get his. Would you take that approach? Would you say I'm not single covering him at all in this game? I'm going to call my defense like I always did. If I'm in a, let's say I am in some type of man free with my safety going to lean on that side. I'm going to ask my corner to walk up on him anytime we man to man most of the day to roll up on him. If we got a cloud to that side, I'm doing it for a pressing line. I'm going to do it for a pressing line. I'm going to be walking up on him. I want to disrupt him just having free release down the football field. That in itself buys time for your D-line to get home. See, coverage is not just about the DBs. It's about the pressure the defensive front and linebackers upon the quarterback to make him his feet feel uncomfortable. And that's what's key to secondary play is that. But for the most part, I don't want to give him a free release. I'm trying to disrupt him every single time if possible. Again, I'm going to go back to this. I'm in Chicago. So we got Randy Moss on one side. We got Chris Carter. We got Jay Green. Well, Chris Carter, Hall of Fame guy. You got Randy Moss, a Hall of Fame guy. So I put my most physical guy on Randy, Randy Moss. He pressed him every snap. Whether it's cover two, he pressed him. It was man to man, he pressed him. So, and I had a guy leaning to the side. So I told him on the corner, it was all dumb and quarter. He's the first one I picked out of home state. I said, You got Chris Carter. Say, bro, you ain't got no help in this game. You're in zero coverage. I'm leaving Randy Moss. And so, but he could handle that because Chris wasn't a deep guy. He was a route guy. So based on who you, the guys you have in the secondary, what you're doing, you can adjust to help out, but you just can't totally leave guys by themselves. There's not the NFL where you have those kind of guys. Because right now, again, matchup-wise, if I was going to do that, the little Mike could go in the corner. Mm -hmm. I'm just been on. Little Mike could go. If I'm, I'm going to lean that, like that, Little Mike could go in the corner. 
Yeah, that's the adjustment. You remember uh, versus, I think it was, was it the Purdue game where you were talking about uh, Josh Wallace? He, I think it was he had his best half of football, and then we didn't see him in the second half. I think he, he got a little banged up in that game. He came back and played against Penn State. So it's just been a matter of, you know, that there's there's that too. They've been kind of working their depth ever since then, and we've been seeing Mikey a little more at corner since then as well i think they go in there uh they if if they have to break glass in case of emergency i think that's the emergency that they go to with mikey playing court I, I totally agree and again if i'm just going back to we playing against ohio state and david boston have been a first round pick i never matched charles Woodson up on him if he was into the boundary he was on dre willis one time dre walked up on him he quick jammed him knocked him flat on the ground i wasn't afraid of him. but we're gonna do what we do I mean, we're going to take guys away because I believe in my guys. So based on the secondary coaches and their philosophy, which I don't know, Sam, I don't know what it is. So I'm not throwing no darts to nobody. I don't really know what their philosophy is. Mine has always been aggressive. Walk up, get your hands on them, let's go play play football. Now, I'm, I'm a street fighter, Sam. So tell me how you would uh, specifically, Will Johnson, like, you know, because a lot of people believe that Michigan will ask him to match up at times. Man to man, I, maybe they won't. That's not what they have done typically. But if they were to do that, give me your coaching points. How would you have Will, based on his physical attributes, how would you have him play Marvin Harrison? I walk up on him most of the time. See, Marvin Harrison, when he runs his route, he stems a lot. What I mean is that he's taking an inside release or outside release. He kind of tells you what you're going to do. So you can, you can drive his routes. Because back when I first went to Florida with, with, with Urban, because to, I'm teaching the guys how to play off. And every time they stemmed, I taught my guys to not go vertical. You could tell by their releases on what routes they're going to run. So we start jumping routes. I mean, they got Percy Harvey and all them guys out there. I got guys eating them up. I got the receivers coming to me and say, Coach, how we beat, beat stem release? How, how we beat your technique? Say, go talk to your receiver, Coach. You guys are laughing. Them. Go talk to him. So he started trying to run double and triple moves. So I'm going to press him some, I'm going to play off, and by his releases, how he works it, you should have a good idea what he's doing and jump. Now, they can double move you. Double move it takes time, and that's on the safety. The safety is responsible for double move. Gotcha. All right, Vance. Uh, Sean Patterson wants to know, Vance, have you seen a better defensive interior line trio than the ones that we've seen from Michigan? We've talked a lot about um, – Kenneth Grant just been absolutely balling. Mason Graham, we talked about him a lot a little bit earlier in the season. And Chris Jenkins came in with, with scouts kind of drooling over him. And we've been seeing these young guys so much that people aren't even talking about him as much. And he's still a really good player. Do you, have you seen a better interior? No. Tri- Overall, because of the depth that we have, it makes it different because you keep them fresh. Some guys don't have that kind of depth, so big guys wear out. Now, I'm going to go back to what my father said. I was down in Houston, you know. Uh, back in uh, October, my father was watching watching your show. He was talking about said, "Man, the defensive linemen at Michigan—they have great feet. They never on the ground, Sam. Their feet feet are always moving. They're always attacking. They don't get cut. They stay up. They stay in their gaps, and th- and that's hard, especially when you rotate guys. How we rotate guys, I think that is impressive in itself. Yeah, people are definitely picking up what you're putting down." Vance, as far as the the weakness being the offensive line and having some 
some uh, advantages on the interior. Um, P. Maximus wants to get back to the secondary. He says, Vance, I'm concerned with our safeties really having to concern themselves with the big play run game and the pass game of Ohio State. Our, our linebackers look to react a second late rather than delivering a blow. Do you see those issues when you watch no, Michigan on film? I, I, I don't. It, it's the way we play defense. I mean, we're always going to have at least one safety involved in run support. And compared to last year, Sam, we are so much better at those things. You remember last year, we had several big run plays against us in different teams because the linebacker fit and safety's fit. I think it's been cleaned up. We had a minor issue last week. Otherwise, no, we hadn't had any. So, no, I'm not concerned about that, that at all. I mean, based on coverage, both states are going to be in position to have to run support because we're going to play some quarters, a quarter, quarter, half. Sometimes we roll to the boundary. Sometimes we roll to the field. Okay, for example, Marvin Harris, you can you can call quarter, quarter, half based on where he, the side he's aligned. Sam, in other words, the cover two side, one side is cover two, and one side is cover four quarter. You can always have the cover two side to his side. I've done that before, too. So, in other words, you can rewrite him every single snap if you choose to. So, there's ways to do to get that done. So, there's ways to take him away, and it also helps with your run fits because it keeps mixing it up against Ohio State. Now, this, this is what I'm concerned about. I saw, again, looking at their game two weeks ago, saying they went up tempo. They went up tempo and caught the team off guard. And they didn't allow for the defensive checks to come in. We check every single time, but for the most part, Ohio State offense is come to the line of scrimmage and check with me. But every once in a while, they go up the tempo to never look to the sideline, they get right back on the ball and go. And so for us, I hope we have a base check that we go to when and if that does happen. Gotcha. So I'm getting a lot of questions uh, again about CP, Chris Partridge, who I, I, I've said before, uh, full disclosure, that's, one of my, that's my guy. You know, I've known CP for, you know, what, 12 years now, uh, going back to when he was a high school coach, going back to the recruitment, even before of, of Jabril Peppers. Uh, and so I have watched him come up in the, the profession and uh, unfortunate set of circumstances that uh, had him get let go. Uh, so uh, took it on the chin, accepted responsibility. Didn't do well, at least put it this way. I haven't seen all this stuff they're reporting nationally about destroying this and that. I haven't seen any evidence of that. Uh, that was not what was said to him when he was fired. Any of that stuff. Uh, I, I have no information to suggest any of that is true. Uh, but what we talked about, about, you know, the investigation and talking to players and advising them. Yeah, that that's what he got fired for. So what? The impact does that have on the linebackers? And a lot of people in Vance, you talked about it, said you saw more of an impact when Mike Barrett went out. Rick Mentor took over as the linebacker coach, but I think the stabilizing force, and I'm going to bring him up on the screen because I want to give him I want to give him a shout out here real quick. And this is often how it goes, Vance, when uh, a coach might be let go and you got to you know, step up in a who steps up in a moment, especially a guy who hadn't been coaching the position uh, and Rick Mentor, very, very decorated, long standing coach. But the guy who's been coaching them, coaching with them day to day is this dude right here, Latroy Lewis, the linebacker assistant. Okay. So, so he, uh, you know, I, I think that for them, for the guys, 
uh, for them to have some stability there and to, to, to kind of feel like their head wasn't spinning, I think Latroy's presence was a big deal there. You know, he was the linebacker assistant. He'd been there with him in practice day to day because that was one of the things I said to you, Vance, like, man, these dudes got to go in the game with a dude who's never coached them. He might be a real good coach. And you talked about Rick Minner being, he's like, man, we should have hired Rick. Where were you at? Colorado State or something? Colorado State. Yeah, I said, y'all should have hired Rick Minner way back then. He had all kind of scouting stuff, legal scouting stuff, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, man, we need to hire this dude. So the, damn good coach, obviously very experienced coach. But these guys didn't have the kind of familiarity with him that to never have been coached by him and that wouldn't have an impact. Well, Detroit was there. Uh, and that's a big deal for for these guys, a big deal for the team. So just wanted to give him a little shout out and kind of put people's kind of give them a little bit of a mind at ease that it's not like they just got thrown out there with a guy who never who never coached them. And that's it. They had Latroy there, too. So that's that. And Sam, I, on that on that note, talking about the linebackers and I'm going to go back to you know, a year ago, you're not talking. I, and I brought this up. And you said that Michigan, they teach their guys to spot drop in zone. And they teach them to match up in zone. Mm-hmm. And I was never a good enough coach to teach both. If you spot drop on these guys and not body guys up, they're going to have guys running free the entire ball game. So I don't know. Again, I wasn't a good enough coach to teach both because my zone pressures and, and quarters covered talk the same way. Then you get to cover three. It's putting a body on a body, and then you get your eyes back to the quarterback. So I'm hoping whatever we teach, we got a body on a body and understand by splits and releases what is going to happen in the course of the ball game. And if we do that, Sam, don't be surprised if the linebackers or safety, we pick off two or three interceptions. They're going to test us over the middle of the field to find out if we know what we're doing. Here's a man. First of all, you can tell the people who watch us all the time because their questions are just <laughs> so Adam Shepherdson is here a lot. Said Vance, how do you feel Michigan Fairs defending the run in more nickel sets? How would you defend uh the run when when that's your uh, when that's your deployment? Well, when they ain't eleven personnel, you're gonna have five DBs in the game. If you saw last week, they had uh, they put uh, the safety down as nickel, have Mikey outside, so they went bigger. To, to try to stop the run. So, again, if we have an issue, don't be surprised you see the same situation again. You're getting a more physical guy at the nickel position to, number one, to beat the start block by the receiver and also be able to attack a tight end. So we can see that. If we're having trouble early on, you might see them go to that. But, again, I'm going to go back to this. We do enough things defensively where a lot of times, well, Mike, don't have to worry about beating the start block because we're going to blitz them off the edge. We're going to blitz the linebacker. We do different things to go and stop the run. And the biggest thing, again, is that we stay in our gaps. And the linebackers, they make us right when we're not in our gaps. The old attitude is never follow the same color in the hole. In other words, if I see a maze color in the A-gap, if I'm a linebacker, I'm not going to A-gap. He's not, maze is already there, so you guess what? I'm going to the next gap. If you got him in the same hole right there, you got issues. So it's playing with your eyes. I'm going back to last week. I said, I discipline was poor. Our discipline needs to improve this week. If it does, success, celebration, get ready to go for the Big Ten Championship. Let's hit it, Sam. <laughs> we need to win the next two games so they can come down in Houston because I could be in Houston at that time so you're not going to go hook up. Yeah, there we go. 
I say that's that needs to happen. Come that on, that needs to happen. Come on, football guys, let's make that happen. Uh, so Adam had a follow up question. Vance is a defensive coach. Do you think mentor limits our rotation in in the secondary and keeps our most experienced guys in the game more? I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't rotate. I didn't. I didn't do that. Hey, for a defensive back, it's like wide receiver. Well, he better run all day long. Okay, <laughs> hey Sam, if, if you a cheater, it's like somebody talking about cheater. Don't have to stretch when he run any line. Cheater stretch all day long. You like he yawning? He stretching. So when it's time to go, Sam, bam, seventy miles an hour. My DBs, hey, we gonna run and practice, Sam. They don't. Hey, I'll tell you, you get tired after the game over with. You don't get tired in the game. If you go back to – I'm going back when I was in Michigan. I didn't rotate them guys in and out. They wouldn't play. They, I conditioned them with drill work to play the entire ball game. And you have to be able to do that. And every once in a while, for your again, for your corner nickel situation, based on how they're playing, little Mikey can go outside. But guess what? Your other corner in there the whole time. Your safety's there the whole time. That's probably the only position that does not rotate. If you look in the NFL or – you go to Alabama, Georgia, they don't rotate them guys now. They know one thing. You couldn't play the entire ball game, so no excuses. Yeah, so they kind of flipped it on you. Nala kind of flipped it on you and said, Vance, from a defensive perspective, because I'm sure you've watched, you've kind of watched uh, their defense a little bit. What would you tell our offense against their defense? Did you see any anything that stuck out to you during the years you watched them defensive? Because last year I remember asking you the question. I said, Vance. You think they might try to play like Illinois? You was like, man, that's no. you was like, no, they, they not gonna do that, and they did. <laughs> and they and did. guess what? what? What happened to them, Sam? They did something they weren't supposed to do. That's right. So their secondary this year is playing better than what they did last. year. They got a really good secondary coach. He coached in the league, keeping other places. A Tim Watson, excellent secondary coach. You know, for for us, for our offense, I'm gonna hide in whether he's opposition or not to the side of, of my left tackle. For run pass, I'm going to slow down a pass rush because they're going to try to find ways to attack him. Mm-hmm. And they really are. They're going to go after our, our two tackles. They're going to see, can they protect? A good run blockers, but pass protection has been a concern for the past four ball game. So for Ohio State, they're going to find ways to attack those guys, make those guys be one-on-one. Now, we can go to, as I, I look, I was listening to Al a little bit, you can go with six offensive linemen, but now your pass game just went down. You have enough receivers to go out. Yeah, you're bigger in the run, but what they have to do if you do that, they got to go to base personnel, got a nickel, which also benefits you because I think if Loveland could beat any safety man to man. I mean, so there are some advantages in playing six offensive linemen with Loveland in the game or the other tight end because those guys are pretty good receivers and they present a huge problem for Ohio State secondary. All right. Um, here's a good question. Justin Pollington says, Michigan seems like a defense that manufactures pressure, which you you advocated. He was like, hey, we they need to twist the front uh, more. They need more movement up front. And that has been a part of generating fresh pressure. But Justin wants to know, do we have one guy that can wreck this game with the pass rush? And no, he's thinking about Aiden Hutchinson and how he did it. Uh, but what do you see, Vance? Five. I mean, Number five. Hey, both our defensive ends. In this particular game right here, 32 and 5 both, Sam. They can they can run around these tackles, man. They really can. But that's the you know, people look at that. Well, this guy can do it one-on-one. Okay, you could say we manufacture pressure. 
that's part of your defense. That's who you are. We are, we are a movement team. We're not one-on-one, one-on-one. You all five, I four or five guys, they straight pass for us. On paper for offensive line coach, they hope you do that. They want you to do that. Okay, Aiden Hudson, I'll go back to his senior year. His first three or four ball games, everybody was complaining, we're not getting any pressure. And I said back then, I said, what well, if the season goes on, he, he and Ajabo both going to start showing up, which they did. I mean, so at the end of the day, people look sometimes for the simplicity of I've got a great player that you can win one-on-one. But we have four or five guys because of our scheme that's getting sacked. We got 28 sacks this year, Sam. Mm-hmm. So so whether you want to call it manufactured uh, sacks or simplicity of I've got one great pass rusher, we win it. We win it with sacks and pressures. And nothing else. So let's keep on manufacturing those sacks. Let's, let's, let's get five sacks this game and see what happens. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing. Uh, you getting sacks? Who cares how you get them? Right? Uh, at the end however of the you day, can get them. However you can get them. And Vance was saying last year, but, but, hey, they got to move the front. They got to move. They got to twist the front, Sam. They got to twist the front. They started twisting the front. They started having some success. So you know what, they, hey, Sam? They should have paid us some money because they listened to your show. <laughs> All right. Uh, So uh, a couple more here before we get out. Carl uh, Nepfler says, am I right to say we dropped in coverage a lot last year against Stroud? Shouldn't we be more aggressive against McCord? No. No, they they, they protect McCord now. It's a different passing game. Stroud would drop drop deep. He was looking for the deep shots all the time. He was trying to win the Heisman Trophy. The pass game right now is different. Again, it's a lot of high lows. I means there's one guy deep in the area and one guy short in that area. So they hollow on somebody. If it's not deep, he's going to throw it short. He's trying to find white ways not to take sacks. They get in trouble on third down alone. Okay, I was looking again. I was looking at the Rutgers game. Saying, what's second down and seven or eight? They in pistol. Again, I told you, pistols what? Run, play action pass. They run in the power for about seven yards on first down. So the thought process, we're going to protect McCord. Don't put him in a situation where he has to win the game. We're going to run the ball, play action pass, throw some screens, and run hollow plays. If it's not just throw the check down to uh, Trayvon Henderson. So, no, yes. uh-uh. so be this- careful about that pressure because you're going isolation one-on-one on their receivers. So, Mike Layton uh, followed that question up with one. He said, Vance, can we get home on the QB without blitz packages consistently enough to help our backers in coverage? I feel when we can't, it equals trouble. Yeah, we can get home. Like I said, our two defensive ends, one-on-one, our guys in front. Even when we just rushing four, Sam, a lot of times, if it's second and long or third and long, they think it's past, we twist the front. We do a great job of guys executing those stunts to get home so we can get pressure. Again, we already said the center has given up more pressure than the tackle. That's number one. The right tackle has given up five sacks, 11 pressure. The other tackle – that's giving them, I think, 12 or 13 pressure. So, yeah, we get home with just four guys. But, again, guys, we worried about the wrong thing. Let's go do what brought us to the dance. Okay? So, just not Cinderella where she got to leave the ball because she, she lost a silver slipper. Now, Cinderella at the ball, now she's staying for breakfast. It's all good, baby. We're going to do what we do. All right. Uh, only a couple more. So, Vance. You talked about tempo earlier. Jeremy Matthews said, how do we handle tempo and getting caught in base defense? How, I mean, how, what do you do? 
see Notre Dame got caught in tempo where it hurt him a little bit. Uh, Ruckus got caught in tempo where it hurt him a little bit. And, and again, I always said we had a base call. You don't get a call, this is our base call. Linebacker makes a call, we get the front secondary lined up. And whatever the base call is for uh, for Jesse, I don't know. For for me, if I'm going to Ohio State right now, my, my base call would be Sam, be Nickel Sam. I'm angling in front, bringing a guy up. You want to go fast? I'm, I'm coming to get you there. I don't blitz you. If you want to go fast, I don't see can I get you behind the stick, and now you're really in trouble. But that's just my thought process. I was always a guy who wanted to pressure. I mean, so I'm one of them guys, like, I go in the closet, Sam, hit, beat myself in the stomach four or five times, come all pissed off. Now I'm going to bring the heat. I mean, so, but Jesse a little bit different. He's a little bit more conservative looking than I am. So, you know, I was just off the chain. They knew I was nuts. So, <laughs> I'm good, man. <laughs> you blitzing from the parking lot, Vance. Hey, they know I'm blitzing. Man, I, I'm, I'm at Oklahoma State. We playing uh, Texas and VY. Well, I blitzed them the first 10 snaps, man. I was cutting them left and right. We're going to halftime. We up by 10. But then VY came, V Vance Young. I blessed him one time, so I got two guys unblocked. Two. Did you know they both missed him? <laughs> I got a I got a safety roll up to a cloud corner. I say, be watch come around like a pump fake. I say, if he pump fakes you, you go right through his chest. Don't jump. Go right through his chest. V Y came around, they went him. Bam, get to the safety did. He his jumped. jumped. <laughs> VY was 65 yards for a touchdown the game change. We had it should have had it to the back. Hey, man, I was on the field when Pat Massey was like 6'7", 270, 280 pounds. He, he fell right off the dude. Oh, he's a mean, different animal now. He fell right off of Vince Young. Yeah, he was, he was an animal in oh. the college. I mean, so, again, you do what you do. Don't worry about anything else. As long as we should be okay. We get run, good run fits. Don't give a big play in the run game. We execute. Matchup routes in the middle of the field for all the digs and deep over routes. We're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Uh, Hasib Sadat said, Vance, how big a problem will it be to set the edges against the run? I think Henderson can't run inside against our D-line, but he has the speed to get outside. Do you see that? As long as we execute and we play with good leverage, he should, he should never get outside of us. Other teams, again, they kept jumping inside. I'm going back to my old D-line coach, say, slow to your know. In other words, don't stick your head inside and not supposed to be. If you're on the outside edge, stay there. Against Notre Dame, Notre Dame the defensive end, you're like, oh, I see him. I'm going to jump inside and make this play. Bam. Bounce outside for a 65-yard touchdown. Play. I mean, uh, and they run. Saying they have run some toss sweeps with Trayvon, some quick pitches with Trayvon. They want him to get him outside because he can't can run. But, again, for our defensive end, we play pretty wide. Most people play a tight five. They're heavy. Our guys, really, they lose five. They're on air. It's hard to get outside of our guys. If they get side of, outside of us, that means we got a big bust by the defensive ends of this ball game. All right. So we'll close this way because a lot of people say, what does Vance think of the final score? Uh, Nala came back with a similar question. Said, question for Vance. This time last year, you said, you said, JJ's going to light him up. And that's exactly what happened. What are you predicting this year for us to win this game? 28 to 24, J.J. going to go for 200 yards, no interceptions. Our two running backs together going to go for 150. They're going to shorten the game, keep them off the football field, get in the red zone and score. 28-24 to Wolverines. Uh, all and right. On to Iowa State. I, 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 
Yeah, I mean, Iowa, they just keep this crazy. That tells you how bad the Big Ten is, that Iowa is about to be a 10-win team. But, but you know what was crazy? This was to be happening in the Big Ten. I, I, that's a Big Ten commissioner fault. Iowa, every year, see the play Michigan or Ohio State every single year. And they don't. I mean, that, that makes no sense. So every single year, they should play either Michigan or Ohio State. They should make sure the best teams on both sides play one or, at least one of the teams. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. I hear you, Vance. Well, hey, listen, this was a special session. I hope that you took advantage of this by soaking up the knowledge. You too, Buckeyes. And I got to give the Michigan fans in the chat some credit because y'all tolerated them. Right? They, they, it, it's funny, man. You know, they were talking like this last year too. You would think that there would be some hesitation. But there's not. And I actually dig that about the Buckeyes because it makes it – it's going to make Saturday so much sweeter if I get a chance to do my thing. Vance, if I get a chance to do my thing, I'm just hoping that I'm not just that it's not just me and you doing the show after that. I hope all my my other jobs still let me come back because I got some things to say to the Buckeyes. I can't wait, Vance. I've been waiting for this all year. You know that, right? I know. I know, Sam. Hey, Sam, I'm going to be right there on my phone, on my Twitter. I'm looking for people to hit me up. I'm hitting you back. I'm going to be on, boy. You I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be blowing somebody up. Either way, I will be on Twitter and that game having a blast. Yeah, here's what you got to know about me, Buckeyes. I'm not going to hide. If Michigan loses, I will tip my cap and I will give credit. But if they win, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Y'all just got to be sure. Y'all got to promise me to show up. I mean, I appreciate all the support y'all giving me coming in my streams and subscribing to my site and Follow me on Twitter. I've never had so much Buckeye support. You know, some of y'all just want to troll, but I'm cool with that as long as you keep paying me. I keep saying that. So we got a nice relationship going on right now. So listen, just show up on Saturday if you lose. Don't just don't be a front runner. Don't back away, you know, just when they just when they lose and you only show up when they win. Uh, show up win or lose. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Hey, Sam, so you keep saying if. Hold on, I gotta find this for you. It's no if. I keep saying what the score gonna be now. We're gonna win this ball game. Oh, I got I gotta find this for you. Hold on, Sam. Don't go nowhere just yet. I gotta find this one thing for you. I don't Hold know. On, what's bro. Coming, bro, I don't, you can't go just yet. Hold on. I don't know what's coming. So. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what's coming. You just hold on. If I can find this thing, hold on. Hold on, bro. Yeah, folks, folks. Oh. We covered it. Get some baby. Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. I went to my band and played it with you. Hey, I'm trying to get crossed. Uh, hey. Sam, <laughs> Sam, we come to get them bucket duck, man. I'm just telling you, Sam. We come to get them, baby. Come to get them. Uh, hey, hey, folks. Hey, you got them ready, Vance. You got them ready. Hey, Sam, not a doubt in my mind, baby. I keep trying to tell you, 28-24, just ride with me. 28-24, JJ going for 200, running backs going for 150. Now, we coming to play. We're going to be playing Michigan football. Both Tim Becker's proud was going to happen in this ball game. And I don't think, I know if with me, I already know. I'm not with, like, like somebody said, if, if, if wishes was fishes the season before, I never know what that means, but I, I, I do not. We are going to win this ball game. 
Hey, man. I like that. Somebody went with bucket ducks. They, yeah, hey, we be cool. Say it's not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. It's a, it's a, a train. A train. Get on the train, baby. Get on the train. Get on that train, baby. Hey, don't get hey, or get out the way. Hey, folks, we you know we have too much fun on this show. <laughs> and it sounds like y'all have fun with us, so we appreciate that. And we'll be back breaking it all down. Win or lose next week. But like Van said, he said it's going to be a dub. So that's going to make it even more fun. Be sure to check us out tomorrow uh, because we'll do the post game from the field. Josh Newkirk and I, like always, I'm going to be on CBS for the pregame in the morning. So be on the lookout. Wait, no. I start out the morning on Channel 4. So I'm going to be on Channel 4 around 8, around 7.45. And then I'm going to do the CBS pregame at around 11, around 11 a.m. And then we're going to do the postgame from the field, 24-7 sports. And if Michigan wins, or when Michigan wins, Thank you. I'm going to leave the field, and I'm going over to the WTKA postgame show at a local sports bar where it's going to be a crowd. See, because, man, that's one of the things that put me in the zone last week. I had like a, it was like a whole crowd in the studio. My whole family was there. And I got in the zone, Vance. And then all the people in the chat. Oh, I, I was just, it, I, it was like an out-of-body experience. I just like, buck out. Ooh. I was just like, I was like, man. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> they want some. I got to give it to them, right? So, but it's going to be a crowd over there. Oh, Vance, it's going to be an experience. It's going to be an experience if Michigan wins this game. So, or when Michigan wins this game, Thank so I'm looking forward to it. I just want the Buckeyes to show up. Don't don't leave me, Buckeyes. Don't leave me. You know, stay with me. Stay with me. I want you to hear what I have to say because it's going to be some very helpful tidbits that I, to, that I throw your way, right, to help you out moving forward, okay? Hey, hey when we beat them, they're going to say, Ryan Day, you need to go to Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We had a great time. We hope you did, too. Looking forward to the game. We'll see you coming up. By the way, 75% off, Black Friday deal, 24-7 sports on the, over to MichiganInsider.com. Do not delay. Don't wait. It came early, but it ends on time. So don't miss the opportunity. For those of you who are now full-paying subscribers because you came off a of promo or you've been subscribing for a long time, activate your Paramount Plus subscription. That is your perk for being a full-paying member. The people on promo don't get Paramount+. Plus. You do. Take advantage of it, all right? That'll do it for us on this edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Blue.